Uh, yeah, um, excited for another week of football. We're, we're uh, obviously uh, coming off of a win last weekend. It was really good for us and uh, homecoming game. So now we're um, back into the uh, the schedule, heading out to Texas. I'm going out to Austin to play a uh, really, really good team, um, one of the best teams in the country. So uh, well coached and then coached by my buddy Sark, you know. So I think um, looking at them and seeing them on film, uh, we've been able to watch them play uh, throughout the year, but uh, tough, tough, uh, tough task for us. But uh, we should be um, working on an opportunity for us to play at our best this weekend. But watching watching them, there's not a lot of um, not a lot of weaknesses, and um, I think the, the goal is for us to focus on what we can get done, and then get out there and give it our best shot and see what happens. If we can live with the results if we do that, uh, still feel like we can play better ball. Um, uh, I felt like we've had moments in the game uh, against Texas Tech where we felt like um, this is what we we're used to, maybe forming our identity off of that in all three phases. But um, also, it wasn't an error-free game, so still some things to work on, some things to improve on. I said this uh, post-game last week on, on Saturday night that uh, there's still room for improvement. But the, uh, the thing that I am really thankful for is that we um, play with high effort, high energy, um, a lot of that came from the fans, and we're going on the road now, so we're going to have to generate that ourselves and uh, try to try to do something that a lot, a lot of teams can't do, and that goes into a very hostile environment with with a fantastic fan base. Uh, and they have a, a really great team that that's, you see it on film all, in all all the positions, all three phases. Well coached team. I, I know their coaching staff. A lot of guys on their on their staff. They do an amazing job, and so. And then, you know, Sark's been, been so good to me uh, throughout our coaching careers. He's always been uh, a guy that I can always turn to. We, we keep in touch quite often. Obviously, not going to be keeping in touch right now as, as we're opponents, but I um, appreciate his friendship and uh, the fact that he, he is in a, uh, a cougar. You know, he played here, and so it was, it's nice that we were able to keep that friendship. But he's a, it's something that he does that I, <clears throat> that I, I really appreciate him keeping in touch with me and especially when he his his uh his career took off and had this great trajectory uh, a lot faster than mine did but he always uh, were able to be you know uh, kind enough to give me some a lot of his time and then be able to talk talk ball and uh, so it's been really cool I'm looking forward to seeing him and getting on the field and seeing these teams compete against each other and, and really really hopeful that this is going to be an opportunity for our team to perform at our best and that uh, we can generate some momentum from last week, but going into this game and uh, you know try to find ways to to make this a huge positive for us in, in the long run. I think the, the the prep will be good, great for us this week. Had a great week of prep last week, and looking forward to keep building and trying to get to that position where we can hit our peak and, and uh, uh, keep getting better as a team. We saw some flashes of it in, the, in 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 the game against Tech, but I think this is something we're going to have to be a little bit more consistent and and not be. Uh, just flashes. We have to keep that and sustain it throughout the game and looking forward to getting that done. Any questions you guys have? Okay, we'll go ahead and start with Jared Lloyd and then John Kuhn. You know us, Kalani. We've always got questions, don't we? I want to talk about the offensive inconsistency that you were just touching on, talking about flashes, because there were moments that the offense looked really good and then second half just wasn't didn't seem to ever kind of get that Mm -hmm. you know to click 
what needs to happen to, to see that happen throughout the four quarters? Well, I think when you talk about inconsistencies, they're, they're all over the place. They just happen to be a little bit more on the offensive side. Um, but but it, it requires – I think a lot of people want to look at it as a one-person problem or a, a one-position group problem. It's an 11-man problem and probably extends even further into that when you're looking at the preparation, the depth that we have, and the guys that we use in rotation. So the, the execution has got to happen in practice. And then when we can get that, that execution happening in practice, put it on the game. Uh, we, we had some brilliant moments of, of where the guys are just clicking and, 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 and uh, it looked like we're all on the same page. And then uh, all it takes is one guy not to be right. And we're going against really good teams. So it's not like it, you can just do whatever you decide and you're going against air. you got, you got uh, opponents on the other side of it that are really good too. And then if they're doing things right, it makes it even more difficult. And so I, I think that's where you find some of the inconsistencies. But for us, it's being able to just do it back to back to back and generate momentum so that we can get more points on the board and have success. But I, I don't think the key is it's not, it's not just one big play or one scheme. It's everyone doing it together. Uh, it's evident when we watch the film that we can do it and, and that we have the ability to do it. It's just getting them everybody to trust it and, and uh, to, you know, act on what we've, we've seen already in practice. And so that's, that's going to be the goal. That's my job as a head coach and uh, getting that from our assistants as well. And so uh, we'll see. If we, we, I feel like we're trending the right way. I just, we're not, we're not very patient. I'm not a patient person, so it's got to happen soon. It'd be nice to, to have it happen this weekend. Lonnie, well, in terms of uh, just making strides towards that, that offensive consistency, um, what one area where you, you made tangible progress on Saturday was the running game. Uh, season high, 150 rushing yards. You guys averaged uh, five yards per carry. Uh, how, how critical is that component in terms of, of, of establishing that consistent offensive identity to just have that running game being productive and, and, and working the way you envisioned? Yeah, I mean that, that that's a big part of um, us being balanced and being able to 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 do whatever we want on the call sheet. It's it's really hard when you when you when they're not functioning well, and so it's a good sign that that our, our guys are doing things the right way. But it also helps that we we're getting some momentum and, and guys. Um, when when you watch the success that happens in the run game, it exactly goes back to what I said earlier that all eleven guys are doing it the right way. And so if we can get that keep that consistency. That we that should be there for us, and and um, you know these uh, negative yards that we've had in the past maybe turn into positive yards, even if it's a one or two yards, or then you rely on some effort, and then next thing you know you're you're gaining more and more yards, and you're um, that gives you confidence, and then we're, we're we've just got to keep keep it rolling. It was nice that we saw some flashes of it. It's good to get Aiden back, uh, but we have capable running uh, running backs that can that we feel like can break the game open for us, and then. Well, we're very close. It just uh, that that's a that's a, a cool thing to say. But then you watch Texas on defense, and they've got they got playmakers all over the place. It's one of the best teams I've seen, talent and coached. I mean, they they got so much athleticism, speed, and talent, and then they're coached really really well. You don't see a lot of mistakes from them, uh, or, or a lot of missed assignments, and, and that's in all three phases. So. Uh, it's it's a I like it because when you watch the film, you know that it gets the guys to be on it a little bit more. Next, we have Mitch Harper and then Jake Hatch. Kalani, earlier uh, this morning, Sark was talking about things that 
uh, Coach Edwards, uh, you know, he learned from Coach Edwards that he incorporates into his coaching style. I'm curious for, for you, with Edward, Coach Edwards being so influential in your life, what are things that uh, you picked up from him that, that you continue to incorporate in, in your coaching over this program? Pretty much all of it, you know. I, I, I got into coaching because I love the way Lavelle coached me. I love the way that he, he worked with his staff. Uh, um, you know, it, it was uh, it's it's rough that, that he's not here with us anymore, but I keep in touch with his family uh, quite often, and uh, his wife Patty's awesome. And so she's been able to be uh, still a mentor to, to me and, and, and uh, the coaches and, 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 and our wives. And so it's been really cool to have that influence still here. But you see it in every everybody that's, been coached by Lavelle, from Andy Reid to Sark to Kyle Whittingham to all these great, great players that were played here at BYU, and um, we all got into it because I'm sure we had a lot of good coaches along the way. But it's just nice when you have college, uh, a college experience with Lavelle, and so much of what we do here is, is exactly what he did uh, for me. And so it's it's uh, I'm not I'm not a creator of anything, but I, when I see something that's really nice, I want to keep it going. And I enjoyed my time here at BYU as a player, as a student athlete. And um, so we're trying to drive that culture that, that I think can help win games and uh, be a championship culture, and that's what we're trying to get done. And it fits right in line with what, what a lot of people do. It's not just uh, Lavelle, but Lavelle is, a, is a, the best part of college football, is people like him, and, and you see the influence that he's had in so many people's lives, and not just coaches, but in, in, in just just a bunch of men that are out there that are doing things better because they got to play for a legend like Lavelle. And it's just really cool that uh, a good number of them are coaching football. When you were a player and student athlete, as you noted, you, you hosted Sark on his recruiting visit in 95. Can you take us back to what, if you, if you remember much from, from that visit and what you did to, to host him? Sark is all about ball, man, and he saw a really good team. I think the biggest the biggest concern from him during that time was if if John Walsh was going to um, come out early for the for the draft or uh, return for his senior year. And so, I think all Sark was waiting for was that moment. I I don't want to sit here and act, and act like I did a great job. I mean, with the football, BYU speaks for itself, and so uh, I don't think he came because of a host or because you know we went. And, and hung out, and I don't know what, you know, played ping pong or whatever it was. I, I just think that uh, he saw the camaraderie, the, the the family atmosphere here, the love that the, the players had for each other, and he was drawn to it. And um, I was just a small part of it. But uh, the thing that was really cool is that how um, if you – it doesn't matter when you play. Like, <clears throat> me and Tom Homo speak the same language because uh, we were raised in the same uh, culture here. And Tom, Tom Wade played way, way before me. You know, I'm, um, so in, in, at Lavelle's uh, funeral services, we're all sitting there talking to each other. Uh, a lot of the, I mean, you're looking at these uh, amazing men in life and in football, and you got Steve Young, Jim McMahon, and, and Andy Reid, and all these great people that are in there, and we're talking about Lavelle, and we all assume that we were Lavelle's favorite. And so it's amazing when you have thousands of players that are there that think that they were Lavelle's favorite. And, um, I thought I was his favorite, you know, so that's that's a really cool thing, and um, yeah. So the, I think the the for me, it's just the the environment, the fan base, the the football, but the experience is something else, and and that's uh, I think Sark will always have those memories of being here, man. He did some wonderful things here as a player, but you see the things that he's doing even after playing. 
uh, keeping in touch with people and, and, and caring about um, about others. That that's uh, the best part of, of Sark that I enjoy, and, and I've been I've been a, a person that benefits from that. So uh, his friendship and, and uh, just his love and care, man, that's, that's something special. And it's it's nice that he's doing great things in football, and I'm really really excited about seeing him again and, and being out there and seeing our teams compete. Lonnie, I wanted to ask you, just in terms of your last time you guys played a top 10 ranked opponent on the road, it was in 2018 when you guys went to Wisconsin and won. Can you draw on any of that experience as you go into this matchup with the Longhorns? Yeah, I think I think um, for us, it's we, we've been in big games before. We've been in tough environments to play. Um, I, I don't think you need to build it up more than just what we want to get down to, which is the, the fundamentals and the basics of what we're not doing um, uh, the lack of execution, things like that. It, it, it's not like you're going to perform better because the stage is bigger and because the team's uh, one of the best in the country and, um, and, and they have a wonderful brand and, and a fantastic fan base. It's, it, that's not it. it it's it's the, uh, the opportunities. And, and I, I, for me, it, it just makes the sense of urgency. It pushes it even more. So I'd, I don't even have to say much other than let's go and enjoy it. Let's go have some fun with this. But at the same time, the preparation doesn't happen when you just wake up on Saturday morning, get ready to play the game. It happens now. And uh, I like the mindset of our guys and the prep. We know that we have to go into this game with a, with, with a, uh, a more sound uh, mindset and, then, and be in a, in a, a, in a, in a different, difficult place to play. Not a lot of teams can go in there and, and, and get a victory. And what a great opportunity is for us, you know, to perform at our best and see what happens, man. I, I want them to embrace it, but to also be thankful that they get this opportunity. And this is this is something I wish I could be doing as a player. Are you kidding me? You, you asked Sark and, and myself if we wish we were playing in this game. Of course. And we wish we were in this conference. Yes. And so let's build off of the, the, the appreciation and gratitude and let's go, let's go do our best. And also in five of the seven games you've played this year, you have not gone over 300 total yards on offense. Is there a concern that that may catch up with you at some point down the stretch run of the season? Let's go win the game. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit there and stats can tell you the story and can tell you what you want to get done. I've already kind of made the statements on execution. I think those numbers will go up if we perform better. But I'm not, I don't want us to go into this game thinking that we have to get a certain amount of yardage to get, to, to get the victory. What's been really fulfilling is that you don't have to get the yardage. We can still win. We can find other ways to win. So it, I don't care what, what the stats look like. If the scoreboard works out in our favor, great. But I do know that the stats will help us uh, show some deficiencies in places that we can, we can address and then work, work at it. I, I'm very thankful for, for victories, uh, disappointed in the, in the, in the defeats. But there, there's lessons to be learned in all of that, and, and the stats can tell you the lessons. It makes it a little bit easier for you to see where, you, where the weaknesses and deficiencies are, and then you address those. I don't think it's wise to sit there and bypass it all and say, well, who cares? I don't believe in that either, so I get why you're, you're mentioning it. But I'm gonna give, we're going to give it all the attention it deserves, but uh, we also know that the solutions are the things that will drive what, we, what, what our motivation will be. It won't be fixated on just the one stat that we've got to fix and get better. It would be, let's let's do this, and that would be a byproduct of, of if we do things the right way. Hope that makes sense. All right, we'll have some more 
Yeah, Coach, I was just wondering if we could maybe elaborate a little bit more on your relationship with Coach Sark, and specifically, how how has your guys' relationship kind of evolved, I guess, since you both got into coaching and through coaching events and that kind of thing? How has it sort of evolved from, you know, the guy who hosted him on his recruiting trip, trip I guess? Well, I guess when we, when we got into coaching, he was um, basically a GA at USC when we were when we were going to conventions and we're nobodies, I mean, I still am a nobody, but he, he when he, we went, we was a GA for Norm at SC and I was a GA here at, at BYU and, and um, we've always been, been in contact with each other. We've always stayed in contact and that's because Sark cared to do that, you know, and um, Sark was a, 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 a great quarterback. I'm just a fullback. And so for him to allow me opportunities to, to, connect with him and then he had this tra- tra- trajectory in, in coaching that put him in a, in a great spot where he was um, you know in, in, in position he became a position coach real quickly uh, I went to um, FCS I went to Southern Utah and he went to to the NFL and did a lot of great things got position coaching jobs and <clears throat> was never never too too big to, to answer a phone call or even to reach out he would instigate a lot of the conversations he would hit me up and, and communicate with me and see how I'm doing um, and, and he just didn't do this with me. He did this with a lot of people. And so I, I, I appreciate him doing that. And every time I saw him, it was, it was just like, <clears throat> you know, he's like, he became a head coach and a coordinator way faster than I did and, and uh, was the same guy, always the same, uh, friendly, cared about me. Um, and and we, would, we would feed off each other. He would give me a lot of advice on, on certain things, especially when it came to the game of football. Um, you know, and then we just, it was really cool that we would have this interaction and this friendship. And, um, I appreciate it. It, it had nothing to do with me doing it. He, he was a driving force behind it all. And it, it definitely has helped me in my coaching career. Well, I mean, my question is it's kind of similar to Jake's first question. Uh, BYU's had a lot of success against Texas over the years. Also had success, like you said, going into Wisconsin, a ranked team and winning, are you leveraging that at all? Are you bringing that up as you talk to the guys this week that uh, this has been done before by BYU teams? Well, I think the guys are smart enough to know that too. I, I don't think I need to have a long list of reasons why things can be done. I think the guys, we have guys that love college football. And so um, you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't love the game. And so because of it, they watch it, they see it, they know the history um, it's always good to, when, when I think when you say, hey, do you know that there's a list of things that you can go to? They do, and they bring it up. I, they, they, they help talk about it. I, I don't need to be the guy that comes up with all the ideas and the reminders. It's nice that the players do it themselves, and that's why I love the leadership on this team. Um, they know a lot of the deficiencies, and when we're talking, coaches speak to them. You can see them nodding their heads because they acknowledge it and they see it. And so we have a, a good, mature group that <clears throat> loves football and, I love coaching them, man. So uh, we we we'll, we'll need them, and and whatever the motivations will be, there, there's a. It's not like I'm the one that has to come up with the ideas to leverage it. Uh, I, I want, for me personally, I want to focus on what we can accomplish, and and do it in a short term, knowing that the long, long term, the, the vision of it is going to be, you know, days from now by the time we get there Saturday. Man, real quickly, how how did you come out of the tech game health wise? I think I saw John Nelson go off, but I can't yeah, think of any other. John, I think John's the, the one that didn't come back. I think everybody else was good, got banged up, but we were able to still come back. Um, we'll still evaluate John. 
Um, so he's not out for this week yet. We'll see. Um, he's a tough kid, man. I, th- I think he, this is the game he wants to be, be in. He wanted to get back in the game uh, on Saturday night. So uh, this is uh, – but as far as uh, season ending, none of that. And then we got some guys that are back and practicing. Whether they're able to play, it's another story. Talon Alfrey's practicing. He's been practicing with us for a week and a half now. And so um, it's just a matter of they can handle the, the – the difficulties of a game and the physical part of it, but um, I'm trying to think anything else. But anything else is uh, injuries. But I think that's where we're at. Well, we, we, it was good to see Aiden. We have Aiden's been practicing for a little bit. We just got clear for him to be go through the physical part in the game, and it, I'm glad he did. That helped, Jay. Okay. Yes, thanks, Coach. Okay. Coach, thank you for your time. We're not going to take any more of it. Hope you have a great week. That's it. Sorry, guys. I see the hands over here. Tough luck. I'm sure it was going to be something really important, like my outfit or something like that. Appreciate you guys. Go Cougs.